Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. For the next two weeks, we are taking a break from Ephesians for messages highlighting Christmas. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we will be listening to a message by Pastor Harris from December 19, 2021. This message was first taught to us by the Apostle John in the first chapter of his gospel, beginning with verse 14. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we saw his glory, glory as of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. John testified about him and cried out, saying, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me has a higher rank than I, for he existed before me. For of his fullness we have all received, and grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth were realized through Jesus Christ. No one has seen God at any time, the only begotten God who is in the bosom of the Father. He has explained him. Please listen to Jim as he gives us today's slice of this week's message entitled, The Word Made Flesh. We at Heritage Bible Church wish you all a merry, Christ-centered Christmas. No one has seen God at any time, but this only begotten God has explained him. Only begotten God, that's a, a very powerful statement. If you look at the King James, it reads, the only begotten Son. Well, okay, He is the Son, He was begotten. That's not not true, but that comes from a later and inferior manuscript of the New Testament. Um, it says the only begotten God. Why would somebody change God to Son? Well, because they wanted Him to be a man without being God. So that's, that's how corruptions came into things. The only begotten God. God became man. If you read it in the, New Amer in the New International Version, it says, God the one and only. Now, where does that come from? That comes from no planet I've ever been on. That's when you say, it's too hard for people to understand that God became man, so we're going to make up something that sounds really cool. God the one and only. Yeah, there's only one God. Go God. No, it's a precise statement. The one or the only begotten God. God became man. It's a careful, strong statement of the eternal sonship of Christ who became a man at a point in time. And where is he now? Who is in the bosom of the Father. That describes the continuing closeness of the Father and the Son. Jesus is back with the Father where he ascended. Oh, and he's coming again. We'll deal with that at another time. But notice also it says, he has explained him. That word explained is a fascinating and another one of those very precise, powerful words. Again, I'll say the Greek word because you know an English word that is derived from it. The Greek word is exegeomai. It's the word from which we transliterate into our word exegete or 
exegesis. To exegete means to expound whatever is necessary for understanding. When we exegete the Bible, that's what I'm trying to do this morning, I'm trying to explain fully all that is there in the text. And because of the intimacy with God the Father in eternity past, His equality with Him in essence as God the Son, now with Him again in glory, Jesus is the fullest possible interpreter, explainer of God to man. You learn about Jesus if you want to understand the character of God. So my friends, uh, Christmas is not just uh, a holiday. I've even uh, started to move. I'm probably just entering the early curmudgeon stage. Um, I've passed through the one where I grew up with everybody at Christmas would talk about Jesus, and I became a Christian. And wow, I've given the award to Christmas in the past. for I give it the award for the best theology by a secular holiday. Because at least people give lip service to something biblical at Christmas time. And then I've lamented how Christmas, you know, to, as um, theologian Linus put it, or, 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 is it, or was it Charlie Brown, that it's such, it's such a commercialized mess. Well, and how sad that people are no longer saying Merry Christmas, now it's Happy Holidays or whatever. And I'm like, oh, that's sad. You know what? I'm kind of going the other way. How dare those people who don't even know this Jesus hijack our holiday? Give it back. It belongs to us. I don't care if somebody at Macy's doesn't say the word Christmas. I care about whether you know Jesus Christ. That's what this is all about. God became a man to save the likes of, well, me. The celebration of the birth of Jesus Christ is celebration of the declaration of what makes Christianity distinct from all other religions. Here's a way you can picture it. Somebody used this illustration for me years ago. It's really good. You and I live in the natural world. We are confined by space and by time. So it's as if we live in a box. This box is the natural world. Outside our box is the supernatural world. And that's where God is. And He created this box in which we live. So our problem is we, we have this sense that, there is a, that there's a creator, that there's something greater than us. Everyone knows that according to Romans chapter 1. You have to get advanced degrees to reason yourself beyond knowing that there is a God. So our problem is, how can I get outside of my little box and find God? Religion says, well, we'll help you. Here's how you can drill a hole in the east end of the box. Here's how you can uh, knock off the, 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 the north side of the box. Here's how you can set off an explosion that'll blow the top off of the box. Here's how you can uh, shapeshift and ooze your way out the side of the box and you can get to God. The real answer is, you're stuck in the box. You can't get out of it. You're born with this innate sensitivity to the fact God is there and there's this longing inside you to to find Him and yet you know you're not worthy to stand in His presence. How can you overcome that problem? Every other religion says, 
Here's a way to get out of the box and find God by some sort of achievement or trick or merit or frequent flyer miles you can trade in for a trip outside the box. Christianity says you can't get out on your own. You can't find Him on your own, but God has come into your world to find you and by His achievement bring you to Himself because you can't do it. This is Christianity. The Word became flesh, dwelt among us. We beheld His glory as of the only begotten God, full of grace and truth. And it's glory upon glory upon glory. So you want to celebrate Christmas? Do anything else you want, but make sure that you have called out to God to save you from the eternal damnation that you deserve for your sin. The only remedy is the only Savior who is Jesus Christ, our Lord. Let me give you one more description of it. It's over in Romans chapter 3, verses 24 through 26. Yeah, I'm jumping in the middle of a sentence. No penalty if you want to go read it all on your own. This is right after verse 23, which says, All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Now here's the solution. Being justified as a gift by His grace. What have we just been saying? Justified means declared righteous, made holy, as a gift by His grace. That's why Christ came. Being justified as a gift by His grace through the redemption which is in Christ Jesus, whom God displayed publicly as a propitiation in His blood through faith. This was to demonstrate His righteousness because in the forbearance of God... He passed over the sins previously committed for the demonstration, I say, of His righteousness at the present time so that He would be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. How can God be just and let a jerk like me into His presence? He has to make me just. I can't do it, but He did. He is just and He is the justifier. He is Jesus Christ, our Lord, as we sang, Oh, come, let us adore Him. And let's pray. Oh, Father, we adore Your Son. We adore You. Father, I pray that You will take the bumbling human words and in Your glorious grace, by the power of Your Holy Spirit, Apply your word to every heart here for whatever is our need. Father, some of us who have known you for a, a long, long time have become lazy, slothful, maybe fearful about proclaiming what it means that Christ came to save sinners, of which I am the foremost. And Father, maybe there is one or more here this morning or watching this morning that has never called out to you for your grace, for your mercy, which is only in Jesus Christ. Please, I pray, draw that heart to yourself today. Bring that miracle of new life today, we pray. And then, Father, as we move about through the holiday Put the words of the gospel on our hearts and on our lips, we pray, and bear much fruit 
for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.